five, four, and then he just does the fingers and then. <laughs> Everyone, welcome back to the Rapid Fire Collection. That in. We can keep that in if we want to. I'll fade it in. My name is Charlie, one of your hosts, and I am joined by, hopefully, my host, Jack. Jack, how are you doing today? You know, I'm doing very well, actually. Um, just living the dream, living mm. the dream until mm. the little boy comes out and then I'm on parental leave. So I'm just, I'm just waiting until that happens. <laughs> it's a weird way to say it. When a little boy comes out, when a little boy is born, when the <laughs> well, yeah, when he's born, <laughs> pops so. out of his, <laughs> pops out of the ground. Like <laughs> Laura's scheduled for the 13th next month. So. Oh, it's exciting, man. I'm sure nerve wracking, but exciting. Oh yeah, yeah, it's gonna be great, Jack. Yeah, for the listeners out there who don't know what the Raconteur Collection is, do you want to let them know what it is, what the Raconteur Collection is all about? Forgive me for, <laughs> for having a weird Raconteur. It's been a little bit. So the Raconteur Collection is a podcast about everything and nothing all at the same time. And Charlie, did you know that you can follow the Raconteur Collection on social media accounts? such what? as Like Spotify? Like Spotify. Apple Music? Like where you can rate Stitcher? and get five stars, make a comment. RSS feeds? Stitcher RSS feeds, uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter. And if you can join our Patreon for any amount that pleases you, that, pre- that pleases your little pretty pockets, you can join our Discord, where Michael posted in there earlier, um, and he went up for some AOE, and I didn't respond because... I know I saw that. And I, felt, I, yeah, I, was I, like, know, I saw that and felt sad because I was like, "Man, if you had posted that like, at, like an hour earlier." Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. But but here we are. We're here. We are. So Michael, of course, down in the dungeons playing AOE by himself, as he does. It reminds me as of the story. Before we jump into, of course, the topic of today's episode, which is Harry Potter Sorcerer's Stone movie, and I'll get into a little bit more of that. Just just in case anyone didn't hear that, it's a Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone movie. Just in case anybody didn't hear that, it's Harry Potter and the Sorcerer. Just gonna turn Charlie's mic way down. But it reminds me of Michael playing alone in the dungeon. As Jack comes in today, and I'm playing this golf game called Golf with Your Friends. And Jack goes, "Oh, cool! What you playing?" I go, "Golf with your friends." And he's like, "Who are you playing with?" I go, "No one. <laughs> I'm playing by myself and golf with your friends." <laughs> it was just kind of funny. It's all. Is that? Is it? Is that? As sad as me playing Monopoly against AI opponents? No. No? I mean, I like I don't feel like golf by yourself is like that sad. I mean, it's because you're still competing against... I think it's just the name of the game. Yeah. Golf with your friends. Well, I'm just, playing golf with my friends by myself right now. in there. Yeah. Whacking the ball. Been a fun game to play. Oh, yeah. Makes me think of playing Wii Golf mm. back in the day. Yeah. Oh, man. Those were good. Good times good with times. Wii Golf. Good times with Wii Golf. Great times, one might say. Jack, before we get into Harry Potter and Sword of Stone, the movie, just to remind the folks out there, how's your week been? You know, it's been a good week. Um, just got my permanent crowns in, and it was really simple. I walked in, and they're like, hey, you're a temporary still in there? And I was like, yeah. And they go, oh, wow, really? Comes up with like some, bit, not like pliers, but like tweezers, and just pops off the temporaries. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And then they just fit those ones on there. How does that feel? How's that bite feel? A little bit of adjusting. In and out like in 30 minutes. Wow. So, easy process. Very easy process. Um, but, you know, and I was like, how long do these last? And she's like, well, they can last, I've seen people say they last 12 years, and that's because they don't floss properly, but some people have them last for 30, 40 years. Mm. So, it's I'm like, floss. Yeah, so I'm like, all right, this is like the redemption arc for me. Yeah. So, but other than that, I have, um, 
a few things I'm trying to get started, just waiting on a few things to kind of align themselves. And then other than that, it's very vague. I know it's vague on purpose. Okay. So, all right. Um, Fair enough. Played the Modern, Modern Warfare 2 beta with oh, Jack a little yeah. bit. And I had a great time. I think Jack had a bit of a rough time, but there were moments where he'd. So I would have well. had a rough time. I, I, I was like, it's just fun playing Call of Duty again with him. Yeah. That, that was my thought. I was like, it's just fun because I just like playing Call of Duty with you guys. Mm. Um, other than that, again, I'll stop saying that. What, what's, the, what's the phrase people say when they don't want something to run on too long? Just a long story short. Long story short. I feel like I'm doing that. Which no, just I a long going. story short. What is that bit from where this guy is like talking oh. and he keeps saying, well, long story short. I don't know. Well, That's a good. Long story short. Someone out there knows. Ooh, yeah, someone out there knows. Someone out there definitely knows. Hopefully it's not like in multiple things, but. It probably is. Like the guy getting squished by the door. <laughs> I still don't know what that's from exactly. I thought it was close, but that wasn't the scene I was thinking of. Interesting. Very interesting. Anyways, how's your week been, Charlie? Uh, it's been good. Work's been keeping me pretty busy, but, you know, I've been keeping up with my writing, keeping up with my early wake-up routine, and that's been nice to kind of just have some time in the morning and get... A lot of that good early work done, as they say. Uh, some exciting news. I hit with my draft of doing the third draft of my book. I hit about, God, like 600 pages, just the first five chapters. Woo! And the I decided. Five chapters? Yeah, no, I know. So it's, it's got a little bit of a problem. So then I decided that I'm actually going to work on a different project right now to kind of give myself some space because I, I need space from it so I can kind of critique it better because, you know. I almost feel like you need to just. Chunk up in the parts at this point. I well, that's kind of why I'm yeah, taking a like break. Six hundred pages for five chapters. Right. Charlie, that's well, and of course, you, I say five chapters. That's just me being picky about my chapters. It's like chapters, and then there's a bunch of sub chapters within there. Oh, They're just okay, not okay. numbered chapters because I, for some reason, I have a pet peeve against books that are like chapter ninety seven, and I'm like, oh my god, just. But I'm not doing anything different. I'm just not calling it chapter ninety seven. So I feel you on that. But I'm working on a different book project now. Beautiful. Um, so, and I'm hoping... Are you going to record it? Audiobook it? Uh, I might. I'll do some voices. I might, I might. Here's Um, my audition tape. Hello! It's (laughs) it's me! We're going to have to pass on your... your, No, I'm just kidding. Well, I didn't think of... Come on, I have a whole plethora. But, uh, yeah. I think I can have that finished. I was actually talking to Kate about it last night. I think, I don't know, beginning of February next year. Because I'm aiming... I don't want it to be more than 100,000 words. Because, you know, I feel like I just, I really want to finish a book. And I've had this idea in my head for a while. And I'm like, you know what? Just write it out. I yeah, think it'll be a good sure. experience to finish another one. And, you know, and that'll mark my, if I finish this one, that'll mark my third finished book. Two of them, of course, being drafts of the same story. But, so that'll be my third finished book, which is cool. Wow, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Learning a whole lot. Still. Yeah. Are, have you thought about taking, like, any, um online classes or anything or trying to no, like advance your like knowledge in that way or is it just kind of knowledge just based on doing which i think well is... so it's a little bit of both right so uh one of my favorite authors brandon sanderson has like a class that he teaches just on youtube what has he written he's written mistborn uh stormlight archive elantris okay i've heard you talk about yeah um and so he has like a lecture he has online and all those are just for free so i've just been listening to those on youtube that's awesome. I've gotten some good information from that so that's why i say no to the classes because i feel like that information is out there mm-hmm. and to be honest with you 
I think the most sound piece of advice for anybody out there is you just got to do it. Because the more you do it, the better you got. I mean, I look back at myself two years from when I like started really writing regularly. Because I've been writing, of course, you know, Jack. You know me. I've been oh, writing a lot. I've been writing a lot. But like not regularly every single day. And when I started every single day, comparing my work now to my work two years ago is like night and day difference where I'm like... That's Ooh. crazy. And so that just taught me like, hey, as with anything, if you just keep chipping away at it, maybe maybe you can make something. Yeah, I need to start looking up some videos on like music production and stuff just to kind of start yeah, just gotta keep getting the it. fundamentals down. Just keep doing it. You know, as they say, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Yeah. But not really relevant, but you get what I'm saying. I do get what you're saying. Thank you. But, you know, on top of all that, work's been busy. And so that's been kind of, I think going from my vacation was very much like going from zero to 100 where I was like, Diving yeah, back into that, the deep I felt end so again. bad when you posted in the Discord. I was like, "Man, that <clears> sucks." Not even like, not even at least a week before things are getting crazy. Oh no! And it, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, and I'm, I'm kind of feeling it's going to be kind of uh, you know weathering the storm until the end of holiday. Really, at this point, so it's not you know in the grand scheme of things, it's a couple of months. But I learned a lot about myself, and so I'll take this opportunity. And I know you can skip ahead if you want to get to. Our discussion of the movie. Should we be like, Harry Potter discussion starts at robotic voice for <laughs> when it starts? At none of your business. Well, hey, hey, so we'll give you guys a rough estimation because I'm not going to go do that because we're not paid <laughs> for this yet. Um, we just hit 10 minutes. Okay. So we'll say like 15 minutes. Mm. 15? Perfect. Yeah. That's where the that's so. where episode starts. But I kind of learned something. Well, the Harry Potter portion. Right. But I kind of learned something. And so not talking about work, but talking about something I've learned. You know, I, I think when it comes down to it, and I'm really telling the story out there to anybody else who's like this to maybe give you a little bit of perspective. Of course, of course. I'm also just a weirdo, so it could not apply to any, of course, you know. Of course, of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. But I think in some aspects of my life, especially with aspects like free time and me getting and wanting enough space away from work, I get really controlling, and so if I get called in, for example, it ruins my day. Even if mm -hmm. I don't have to work for that long, even if it just ruins it, because I didn't plan it. Yeah. And so I've really been trying to be in the mindset of like, hey, like I'm at this point in my life, and I think it's a good lesson just for life in general, but like sometimes you do got to just roll with the punches. You just got to, you know, you just got to roll it, take it day by day not focus on that short term, which I tend to really focus on being like, oh, I'm so tired. I can't believe I didn't get rest. I can't believe I got woken up. Yes. Yeah, that sucks. But you know what? You're going to make it worse if you're if you're trying to fight it the whole time because you don't just you don't you don't don't want to do it. Now, there's a difference, I think, between if you're in a bad situation. Yes, get out. But that's not where I'm at. I have a really good like connection of peers and people I can talk to and, you know, so that makes it all good. But so just trying to be a little bit more chill with it. Yeah, for sure. Still doesn't mean I'm less tired, though. That's but Yeah, I mean, that's my biggest I worry. I kind of just... Is that, you know, just especially being in a management role, like, it can be very overwhelming. Yeah. So, yeah. and, like, it can just take up so much of your life. And then we're already at a point in today's society where it's hard enough to, like, get time to yourself or time to recharge. And so when you have just work constantly pulling at you it can be pretty rough God, i mean especially with my personality type like man 
it really makes me hate being an introvert sometimes. Like the fact that I need to be alone and in the quiet to like really recharge is like a big negative. I feel like not always like I like, I like that I'm creative and I like all those other skills, but like with my job, man, I'm like, man, if I got energy from my job, wow. What, what would that feel like? I have no idea. Dude, same. But neither here nor there. Neither here nor there. Jack, how'd I do that? Tell me about five minutes. No, that's like three minutes. Son of a... Yeah, I know. It's like, you want to keep talking about something or... Let's dive into the magical wizarding world. Magic wizarding world. Of Harry Potter. I, Jack, feel like I have to say this up at the top, okay? Dude, go ahead and say so what you're going to say at the top. We're doing the movie. I would, of course, like to do the book at some time. It's been a long time since I've read the first... Or actually any of the Harry Potter books, not even the first one. Um, but it's been a long time. And I was thinking, you know, after we finish with Chronicles of Narnia for chapters, maybe we could dive into Harry Potter. That's pie in the sky, you know, it's far away from now. But do you want to state off the top, yes, I am aware of J.K. Rowling and her statements. I, I hate to break this to you, but this podcast is not really about her. It's actually just about something she created mm-hmm. that captured the heart of the nation and yes it's unfortunate but at the same time it's not about her so that's all i'm gonna say about it because yeah that's not what this is about it's not about oh hey we're gonna hyper analyze and what did she say here could that have been no yeah, no, it's, no, it's no purely from like um because like there's plenty of stuff out there about that already right like there's plenty you just and do so, a quick search yeah. so this is so just go for, form your own opinions we're doing this over a story that has was with us through childhood, a huge, I mean, like... Oh, huge When you talk about, like, fundamental things that make up our culture today, it's crazy to think of how big Harry Potter is. It was huge. Before social media, it was huge, man. But, Jack, my question for you is, I actually have a really specific memory of when I first read this book and actually when I first got into Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. Do you remember... Now, of course, you can start with the movie. I'm going to start with the book because that kind of leads into... I did read the book. I'm trying to remember. Leads into like when I first kind of experienced this world. But that's kind of what I want to know. It was like, when did you first hear about Harry Potter? Golly. If I, you can remember, because you are younger than me. So like. I want to say maybe like seeing it at. Maybe seeing it like at the library or even seeing it at like the Scholastic Fair. I'm not sure oh, if Scholastic it was there. book fair. Dude, I'm man. not sure if it was there or not. Shout out to Delatora Quest and those awesome covers that dude, the one with the golden knight. And dude, like, so cool. I I really wish I could get copies of those again, but they're like used and really expensive now. Dude, like everything we used to like, Bionicles, same thing. Ah, oh, dude. I think if I ever had like an excess of money and I started to collect, so I think I would collect Bionicles. I think I would. You'd like set them up and like. Oh yeah. My my one of my dreams is like buy like really cool Lego sets, especially like older ones. Put them all together and use them as like, you know, pieces that you like put around the house for like decoration. Yeah. I th- I don't I don't know why I'm like that seems like super cool and nerdy, but I like that a lot. Anyways, Scholastic Book Fair is awesome. So it's either it's either from one of those two library or the Scholastic Fair at school, or God, I don't I don't remember mm. like exactly where. It started, but it was when I was really young. Because yeah. when did Sorcerer's Stone come out? As a book or as a movie? As a 
book. 1997, really? Oh my gosh. So we were pretty young. Okay, so yeah, I was like ripe around the age, like for when the movie came out and stuff. Ripe? Ripe around. (laughs) I was ripe around the age. So I, I'll tell the story. And of course, we said it's not going to be about the book, and it's not. But I first got into Harry Potter third grade. Our teacher, Mrs. Kelly, read it out loud. Second, not even the first one, but the second one. Prisoner, or not Prisoner, geez. Chamber of Secrets. Chamber of Secrets. Sorry, I've been watching all, all of them, so it's they're all kind of meshed mm-hmm. together in my head. But I remember listening to that, being really interested, feeling sad for the one kid that had to go sit outside the hallway because his parents wouldn't let him listen to it, which, you know, it is what it is. Um, but well, let's, let's th- thank God our parents were like, yes, we're not thanking God for that one. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but... <laughs> You know, thank goodness that our yeah. parents were, like, cool with that stuff. Well, they realized what the story was actually about. So, yeah. But, and from there, I wanted to know more about the story, so I got the first one. And I remember that being one of the first books I really read, like, you know, the one of the longer ones. Because I specifically remember being in the Forbidden Forest chapter and being like, oh my gosh, this chapter is really long. And, like, waiting really to, long like... Really is Charlie writing a 500 Right, you, you know. So that's how I know... And then I ha- very specifically remember going to see the movie probably relatively close to when it came out with um, our grandmother. And I remember... Didn't she take us to more than one? Yeah. And I remember watching that movie and eating all the popcorn and getting down to the seeds. And I like, I think I chipped like one of my baby teeth on a popcorn seed. Oh, no. <laughs> so, I, I remember gonna, that. I was going to chip a tooth on a Tootsie Roll and I haven't really eaten one a since. Tootsie Roll? Yeah. <laughs> Not a tootsie roll, a tootsie roll. A tootsie roll. <laughs> it tootsie? But yeah, so... There'd be an umlaut. That's kind of the... Maybe. I mean, from a very early age, Harry Potter has really been in our lives. Kind of like the same with Narnia. I think Narnia, of course, was there before Lord of the Rings. I mean, there's a couple staples, but Harry Potter is one of the more contemporary ones mm-hmm. for us that... And not just us. I mean, for a lot of people. I mean, I think that even if you haven't read the books, even if you really never, you've seen a couple movies, you still probably have a general idea of what Harry Potter is, this idea of magic, uh, secret world stuff, you know. I like the meme that was coming around when the final book came out, or whenever it was, um, that Snape killed Dumbledore, and like that was like one of the, like, it was like a huge meme, is that people just put, oh yeah, and Snape killed Dumbledore, just like <laughs> at the end of like random stuff or whatever. I forgot about that. Yeah. Spoilers. Big spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. For no, we're not even there yet. Something came out a long time ago. But Jack, but how did yes. you feel diving back into Harry Dude, Potter and I, I gotta be honest, Stone. as soon as like scene like you know lights up and it's just Dumbledore, but you don't know it's Dumbledore because obviously you know. But he's like what what like sucking up the lights and everything. I was like, oh dude. Okay, because like, they would because I remember mm-hmm. I remember when I brought up um Sorcerer's Stone to you, you were like, oh man, I haven't seen it in a while. And I feel like that's one that I've seen every now and again. Like it's not been too long since I've seen it. It's been so yeah, at least five years since I've seen it. And so I was like, well, I was like, dude, I remember every single mm. beat of this. Cause I think this is one of those movies that our mom would turn on, I think, when she'd be cleaning and stuff like that. Or it was like a common movie yeah. we just have playing, you know. Very much so. Very much um, so. So like Golly, and then yeah, you see McGonagall like turn from the cat into you know human yeah. form in the shadow, and I was like, dude, 
for coming out when this did. It's good. Pretty, pretty it's stinking good. good. Like him, like sucking up the lights. Yeah. Her turning like using the shadow. I was like, that's like really clever. Like a clever way to not spend a lot of money on oh, like yeah. a really good model. Oh yeah. You know. Oh yeah. Like super. Haggard coming in. Like I mean, and talk about too the music. Like <gasps> right off the bat, like. Yeah. And then Hagrid, I mean, I know the, I think the actor, I don't know if he wore stilts or whatever, or if he had like a little bit of a suit or not, but his height is like really well done yeah. and like very believable. Mm -hmm. And I just immediately remember like, I loved the actor that played Dumbledore in the first two. He's a Richard little, Harris. he's a little soft spoken, mm -hmm. but I think I was like, man, that is like he's exactly good, yeah. what I pictured Dumbledore looking like. That's one thing I remember from. Just having a context of the books before the movies, at least, mm -hmm. is I feel like the movies, at least in my child's mind, and now it's cemented. Right, all the characters, I was like, that's exactly what I pictured. At least in the mm -hmm. first couple, before right. like I really kind of started being more analytical. Right. I was like, this is the world of Harry Potter. Yeah, you know. Oh, well, and I think especially the first two movies follow the books really well, and I mean because we're not quite getting into some of the older material that you would find in, like, Prisoner of Azkaban. Azkaban. But, yeah, I, I totally agree. This The opening of this movie is pretty iconic. Yeah, I wrote, I wrote in here, banger intro. Yeah. You know, the little Harry Potter stuff. Now, the little Harry Potter stuff, the little Harry Potter kid, a little lightning bolt scar. Now, you know, I thought a lot about, do we want to go beat by beat through the movie? Do I don't really think we do, because I think I'm going to kind of tailor this episode. People who have listened to this episode right now Probably know us. And if you don't, hey, welcome to the show. Thank you for listening. But I'm sure you know the Harry Potter thing beat by beat. So that's not what we're going to do. We're yeah, going to kind of so just go. Unlike, I want to say, Narnia, where we are kind of analyzing right. the books more so than this one. This is just out of pure enjoyment. Yeah. And so we are going to be hopping around a bit. And like, this is not a super dense book, especially, or even a super dense movie. Oh, yeah. So like, you can kind of, I actually rented it. But then Laura had to go to the hospital. Mm. And so the rental wore out. So I was like, okay. So then I just watched clips on YouTube for like the final half, like latter half of it. Yeah. And I was like, I'm getting like everything I need. Yeah. So we're going to be jumping around a little bit, but there are a few key moments in the beginning. I I forgot how much I liked them slash how much I enjoyed them now as an adult. Right. Um, go one, right ahead. So well, they're all getting ready. It's, it's for like Dudley's birthday. Mm -hmm. But last year, last year. I had 37, 36, however many, however many he says. However many it is, yeah. Um, but they're getting, so they're getting in the car, and then Vernon, like, stops Harry, and is like, if you do anything, boy. And so I'm like, has Harry, is it implied that he's done stuff that's been weird? No, they just hate him. They just hate him? Well, and of course, you know. I know Harry's they parents, hate him. Yeah, they, and his parents right. didn't get along, like. You know, the classic it, part knocks in the glass. Move. Yeah, <laughs> I that, that that I remember that's really one thing. distinctly. That's one thing, and I know this has been talked to death about within Harry Potter fandom. But oh. why, why Jack do they leave him with the Dursleys when Harry's getting his letter for Hogwarts? It says under the stairs, so they know, right? They just know <laughs> they've let. I mean, abuse this child. Like, 
And yeah. thank God Harry, like, I guess, is protected by his mother's love or whatever. Because, I mean, how does he not turn out to just be a psychopathic kid because he was abused his entire childhood? <laughs> it's, it's, and they keep him there. He goes back at the end of the movie. Oh, that's a really sweet line when, you know, I'm not leaving. Not really. Not and the really. music swells off. Daniel Radcliffe yeah, the, the, is so, the, so adorable. The music, yeah, all the actors, I mean, they're all oh, child yeah. actors, but I was like... Impeccably cast, though. I mean, like... That's what I'm saying. I think the casting... It's crazy that they lucked out, that, like, they kept those same actors. Like, that is insane for how long it went on. Oh, yeah. I mean, because, like, the books weren't even done yet. This wasn't, like, a Game of Thrones situation where they, like, just were, like... <laughs> they're, like they're, like, no, they, went, they kept going. It, it's so... There's that whole, you know, he talks to Snake and everything, and yada, yada, yada. There's some more interesting parts. But I really like the weird connotations of you not needing a wand to cast magic that are implied mm. in this first one. Because I know you learn later that some wizards are powerful enough to cast without their wands. Right. Certain spells, at least, right. you know. Um, and it's just interesting knowing that, like, Harry has that, but it's not really touched upon. yeah. Much I, later. Yeah, it's not... And I've always got the impression it's like strong emotions do it as well. And like, mm-hmm. I think that's kind of what they're implying is that like Harry's magic is leaking out because he's so upset. Well, so that's why I wonder if that's why Vernon gave him the talk at the beginning. Is like yeah, maybe it's happened things, before. Things just so, happen around. And, oh, like, yeah. and Vernon and, and Amplitude, see, they both know. That's why I wish I had, was a little bit more familiar with the book because I'm sure the book has a little bit more... I'm, I'm sure it does have more detail. Yeah, but he talks to the snake and things like, thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Snake, honestly, pretty well done for the time it came out. Just got to yeah. be honest with you. <laughs> I love it when Dudley, I know Kate likes this part too, when Dudley gets locked behind the glass. <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> she screams. <laughs> <laughs> and then Vernon just turns around like, <laughs> looking at Harry. Yeah, it's really good. Um, yeah, so it must have happened before. Like, if we're just going by the movie, I do think it's implying that, yeah, weird stuff just happens around Harry a lot. Yeah, and then <laughs> they're just... So much happens in the beginning that I forgot how much... It's really funny. I don't know if I enjoyed it just because I have a history with it. But I don't know. Just after watching a lot of like kids movies nowadays, it was kind of refreshing going back and watching this. And I was like, this holds up surprisingly really well. Ellie liked it a lot. The part of the letters are coming in. And he like (laughs) screws it up. And he's just like (laughs) smiling at Harry, you know? So good. And then he's like, fine day. Now, did you... Fine day, Sunday. Yeah, fine day. Why is that Dudley? Because there's no post on Sundays. Because there's no, no post. post on Sunday. That's so good. I so we watched it on. Um, they're all streaming on Peacock now. Mm-hmm. But the Peacock version has deleted scenes. Ooh. And so there's a part where there's uh, a part where Harry's really racist. Actually, wow. there's a part where Petunia's like cracking eggs, and as she opens the eggs, there's letters inside the eggs. <laughs> I have a weird memory. <laughs> yeah, of that. I'm sure you watched because I'm sure we had. I know we had the DVDs. When we watched the deleted scenes, but. Yeah, there's that part where he's, we're going away, going far away. away. Yeah. Where they can't find us. Yeah, and so they, I... Do they rent this lighthouse yeah, in the middle of nowhere, or I don't know what I the story is, or... It obviously comes with a shock. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so eventually... We just bail. By the way, in case you guys don't know, these are letters formally inviting Harry to Hogwarts, because yeah. he's of age, he's 11, too, yeah. so he can start his first year at Har- Hogwarts. 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 Um, so eventually they go to this lighthouse to go away from all the letters, all the owls that are delivering the letters. It's so good, too. And it's so sad, Harry. 
<laughs> yeah, red dust. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. Blows yeah, he, it out, and you're like, dude, yeah, come it, on. It, you know, it's funny. It reminds me a lot of, like, Ronald Dahl stuff, like Charlie and the Chocolate yeah. Factory. That just... The poor, sad child. Like, like needlessly, I mean, like... We're going back dude. to, like, Dickensian children here, like, can I have some more, You know, like, you're just like, oh, my God, like, please, somebody. And so I think that is a huge part of this movie. And I'd really like to point that out, especially as somebody who is writing their own stories. Stories can be satisfying because, like, it starts off and you're like, man... You want Harry's life to be better. And the whole movie just gives that to you. And it's, I think that's a big reason why this movie is so satisfying. Because, yes, even though it's typical, even though you see it coming, you're like, oh, yeah, like, man, when, but seeing it happen is yeah. so, and the way it happens is interesting as well. And it's so, refre- it's honestly, like, really refreshing to see it every once in a while. It's yeah. kind of like how reading through Narnia is, yeah. is, like, really refreshing. After, like, trying to watch game of thrones there are many parts where just watching it, i was like dude just let's just continue on right but narnia like there's literally a, so we're le- we're reading the last battle right now there's a part i mean we're like well, we got to do magicians yeah no we're doing magicians that oh so you're podcast, on last but yeah um there's a part in the last battle where he's literally like i could tell you what's happening but that would take a few couple pages so we're gonna skip that and i'm like God, thank you <laughs> laura kind of hates it but i'm like i love it like yeah. it's so nice like i don't yeah, i do i do sometimes wish for more she, no, she says the same, but I was also yeah. like, it's kind of refreshing sometimes, because yeah. there's plenty of dense stuff out there. Exactly. And I'm a simple dude. I'm a, I got a simple a, brain, a simple, okay? A simple man. No, but like you said, it's simple so... Man. This is where we're reintroduced to Hagrid. He comes to formally take Harry. He bends Uncle Dursley's... Shotgun? Yeah, he bends Vernon's shotgun. Sorry, Uncle Dursley. <laughs> Uncle Dursley. <laughs> Uncle Dursley. I mean, I guess you could call him that, right? Uncle Vernon. So. Uncle Vernon. Yeah. Um, he bends the shotgun, <laughs> shoots through the ceiling and everything, mm-hmm. gives... Um, Here the cake squished a little bit. <laughs> Might have sat on the way, but here you go. And of course, Dudley, who... What a... I guess I guess that is just, you know, just a... A literal... Spoiled pig. child. Like, he just... <laughs> it's it's a really pig good. tail. But yeah, it's it's like like you said, it's so nice to see Harry like everything just kind of starts going on the up for him, right? And he's and he's like, hey, oh, you're a wizard. I don't know, I was a wizard. What do you think that scar I'm was? What? I'm a what? Oh, classic scene. There's a classic oh. voiceover. Hagrid's like, you're a woman, Harry, and he's like, I, I'm a what? Yeah, I, love, I don't know why I think that's so funny. It's like a five-second video. But... I know it's just like it, that's all it is. <laughs> it's, like, it's okay. But I'm just Harry, and he's like looking at him like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a funny little anyways so and so Hagrid's kind of like filling him in on all these Term, terms and muggles and everything like Harry has all these questions and Hagrid can answer most of them and he takes him to Diagon Alley but before that they go into this pub I can't remember the name of the pub Leaky Cauldron the Leaky Cauldron where everyone in there looks kind of like wizards but mm-hmm. then you meet Professor Quirrell who's yeah. a really strange dude I like how Quirrell is played in the movie. Yeah. He's very like, oh, yes, yeah, of course. Doesn't shake Harry's hand because yeah. he's got you know who. Um, yeah. So then finally you're introduced to. Is there? I don't want to go no. on too fast. If you have anything, no. Like I said, so then fine. we find Diagon Alley, which God, I love. It's, it's, it looks real good. Jeez, Lou, it's so yeah. Again, for the age of the movie, like I really have to give them props. Like it. Diagon Alley is done so well. Like, it's so full of life. 
I love like the little bits of magic, like the way that magic is done in this movie, especially in the beginning. It's just here and there. You, you mean Diagonelli? Diagonal. You kind of see it here and there, and I'm like, it's so yeah. well done. My favorite part of this is, of course, Harry getting his wand. I mean, that scene, that scene is really good. The wand he shot, did a great thing, terrible, terrible, but great. And yeah, you're like, it's so good. The way he says "terrible" though is great because it's like weirdly way too loud. Yeah. He's like, and of course, like I love the music when he's like, "I wonder," and then he grabs it. And, yeah, it's it's just like if they really, yeah, they really the got welling. it. Yeah, yeah. And then you know he takes him to Green Gods, meet the goblins, and yeah. I the goblins are just. Yeah, I, I love like, a, I love a goblin. The, the way they're pictured, I'm like, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. they're pretty goblin-y to me. Yeah, they're like they're just mischievous little dudes who are like, but I like. Mechanically kind of, smart too. Yeah, I like that. They kind of like almost uh, take the role of like dwarves or something because yeah, they're very yeah. like mechanical, like gnomish. I think of like World of Warcraft as well. Like they obviously because I think they're the ones that designed the vaults and like the rail Stand system. Stand back. And so it's really cool <laughs> that they have just this like whole system that. And Harry, of course, everyone's like, "Oh, pull yourself up by our bootstraps." Meanwhile, I inherited a billion dollars from my parents unknowingly. Yeah, which is nice. And so I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, it's just so yeah. The whole Diagon Alley part's really <laughs> didn't think your parents would leave you nothing. <laughs> Opens the vault. Just <laughs> there's, like, there. there's like two. Where what, what are they called? Galleons. Gall- there's like two galleons and like a mouse like <laughs> like runs off. <gasps> so well, I've been spending this. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I've, I've been using this own personal. Hogwarts wares. has gotten a new pool. <laughs> <laughs> Dumbledore's been <laughs> sneaking, sneaking some off the side. Oh, I have the written consent what, of what Harry. Happened, what happened to Harry Potter? Well, he just is living with his <laughs> abusive relatives. <laughs> and I, He's currently seven years old and being smacked around the head I've, right now. I've taken of the like, hard task of watching over his funds, and I think we smart to pull them out and <laughs> keep them at Hogwarts. Meanwhile, in Dumbledore's like office, there's like a the hot tub and yeah, uh, I don't, and I know the books later kind of explain it away that like he had to be there, being close to like a relative was really important for like that magic love spell that's on him to work, right? Still though, it could be with the Weasleys or something. Still though, yeah, I I don't. Speaking of which, yeah, so you know he gets Hedwig. And all that kind mm. of stuff, and then which is kind of a small part. First movie, Hedwig doesn't play a huge role in the first movie. Hedwig plays a, a lot of. You see a Hedwig, I think, several times, and primarily in the uh, like the season changing montages that they do. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so you're finally introduced. He's like, "Hey, you need to go to platform nine and three quarters." Nine and three quarters. And I, again, even though like it's, I love again. I love how magic is done in this first one because mm-hmm. he's like nine and three quarters. But Hagrid and Hagrid's just gone. Yeah. And it's just small stuff like that. I'm like, that is so, like, wizards being, like, magic in that kind of way. I'm just like, oh, it's so cool to me. I don't know why. But why do people keep leaving this kid alone? Yeah, this 11-year-old kid. He's never done this before. Like, thank God the the Weasleys are there. (laughs) This movie is arguably one of the most real interactions. Like, it's almost like they just were filming without permission. Excuse me, so do you know what Platform 9 and 3 quarters is? He's like... Platform nine and three quarters. What are you stupid? And then just walks off. And he's yeah. like, oh, okay. That's just that was just a real what 
conductor or whatever, yeah. just walking along. And then, of course, you get all the Weasleys, which I've always, you know, very felt a kinship to the Weasleys because of our big family and mm-hmm. their big family. So, like, that was always, we shouldn't have twins, you know. They have like an older brother Charlie that you know, which is always cool. Yeah, and the younger and the younger brother Ron, which you know, <laughs> I consider myself myself the Ron of the family. But of course, yeah, they go through the, and again, goes back to just the really simple effects that they do, where they just go through the platform. Although I have a big like safety concern with this. If oh yeah, kids just, like coming through this certain point and there's like no guardrail. Yeah, there's no, no guardrail. They're not just like running into people all the time. Yeah, because they take that out of like a full sprint too. So, in your, what if someone's coming out? You can't see them. There's not like a mirror. Like, what <laughs> happens if you mirror. get stuck in the wall? I mean, <laughs> yeah. just get torn to shreds in the magical in between. Exactly. It's, you know. No, but it's, it's, it's real nice. Like, Ron, he's like, that's my, that's Ron. He's the first year as well. And Ron's like, there's a little, like, kind of <laughs> shrug so smile. Good, yeah. It's, it's so well done. And I love how Harry and Ron immediately have this, like, kinship. Yeah. And Ron's like, you need treats from the trolley? No, thanks. I'm all set. It was a, like rap, you know, thing. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I feel that's that. so good. I and then that. Harry's like, we'll buy the whole lot and just pulls out loose coins <laughs> from his pocket. I'm like, this is why I don't leave a, an 11 yeah. year old child alone. Yeah, because he literally just buys a shit ton of candy. <laughs> and like the 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 collection yeah. of like the cards with the wizards on. Again, and, yeah, this movie's really good at giving you, I think, just enough. Of the small details, like the differences in the candy, the slightly magical nature of things. Like it's similar. The wizards don't... Very I, believable that yeah. like this world is just hiding just underneath the surface. Mm-hmm. So I've always really liked that about that. It's, you know, there's this whole thing that's going on. Like obviously it's very well thought out. Like the... Of course there are some things like I, I make fun of like Harry having to be with the Dursleys, right? But as far as like the world building, very good. Very good. Yeah, and I like the idea that, like, there obviously are, like, uh, wizards and witches living among, like, muggles. Mm-hmm. People who can't, like, cast magic or don't really know about it. But, like, it at the same time kind of explains some things that have happened in the real world that, like, don't have an explanation or whatever. Right. And so it's kind of mixed in that way, which I always thought was interesting. Very good. Also, like, why doesn't Harry at some point just bring a gun and kill Voldemort with a gun? But, you know, probably doesn't work. Know. That's my that's my real you know how there's a whole eagle thing in Lord of the Rings? Why didn't the Eagles just drop the ring in there? Why didn't Harry Potter take a gun and just shoot Voldemort, okay? Of course when he was of legal age, at the ripe age of eighteen. <laughs> this is in the UK, so it's not really the same, but it would get introduced to Hermione on the train as well, who's looking for Neville's frog. And of course, again, great casting, Emma Watson. I love Emma Watson. I love how definitely she is annoying in this movie. Like, you have a little bit of dirt on your nose. Yeah. And Why does Ron just have dirt on his nose? I mean, I guess that's, he's just, you know, the younger brother. He's just a young, but, younger, stinky brother, you know? And, of course, she repairs his glasses, which I don't think you're really allowed to do, but I guess you can on the train, whatever. Yeah, well, they're not allowed to use magic in the real world, but they're allowed to use magic, I think, to like some degree, because she's we a, don't know she's a bookworm. That is one thing, and this does not apply to the first movie at all. That's one thing I think as the movies go on that they really could have benefited from having a strict, like rule set on magic to kind of help you understand. Like it's not like Lord of the Rings, where like the magic in Lord of the Rings works 
it's much more of like a spiritual force or presence, good and evil. This movie is there's like very particular things you do for magic, but then sometimes where that yeah. gets kind of broken. I mean, but again, for this movie, not even a worry at all. It's all just very charming. Of course, you get your boat ride up to Hogwarts for the first time, and you get the the music. Yeah, and swung, seeing Hogwarts is like it's so cool. Yeah, I'm like this is great, and they're walking up the stairs, and this is where you first meet Malfoy. Yeah, who you also, apparently Kate and her friends on all had like the biggest crushes on Malfoy. Dude, that who? How could you not Tom Felton. with that slicked back hair? See, I don't know. I maybe, never thought it was. Maybe a look, I'm but. just. I don't. I see. I don't think I'm jealous, but maybe I'm like. I I've all, I always don't like Malfoy. I'm like, don't. He just annoys the crap out of me. Like his the way he acts. I'm just like, dude, no. Like how Harry's immediately like, no. <laughs> you know what He's I mean? Like, Whatever. Yeah. I'm Crab. No, sorry. I'm Draco. That's Crab. Goyle. Like immediately, you're like, okay, these are bad dudes. Dude, it is, it's so good though. Like, there is not a single good person named Goyle. Or crab. You know what I mean? There's just crab. not. Grab. 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 Goyle. Of course, you get the amazing. He finds his frog, Trevor. Yeah. Trevor! Which is, I don't know how. Why but... would they? Why? Yeah, anyways. Also, a stupid frog for a pet. I like how McGonagall's a little creepy, like a little scary too. Not creepy, but like a little intimidating. Yeah. Is probably the better word. You get the first shot of the Great Hall, which is awesome. I, I don't, I, I hate to think. I feel like we're repeating that a lot, but a lot of this is just, I think, again, just taking the time into consideration, like, for, like, special effects. Like, a lot of this was very well done. Oh, it holds up so good. Because a lot of it is really simple and just effective tricks. Like, yeah. they didn't try to overly rely Not, on... Not, like, in your face. Right. Mm-hmm. There's obviously some things that, like, don't age very well. But for the most part, like, they do a lot of things... And I think one of the things that always stands out to me, we're jumping ahead a little bit, which is fine. Yeah. But one of the things that always stands out to me about simple effects is when Neville gets taken off on his broom and he's get flying around. He's obviously CGI and he falls and then he falls and then he's like falls into the crowd or sorry, like the crowd is obscuring him. Yeah. That's the real kid. I'm like, what an easy and simple way to kind of like get away with it. Because you, of course, you can tell it's a CGI double. But yeah, but like, then, yeah, go ahead. I just love the the practical effect of that. We're like, we'll have him fall here, so we don't have to animate him falling. It doesn't have to look weird. We can literally just swap it out. Like I'm like, that's so good. Yeah, like no problem at all. I, I, the way the brooms are done are great. I love how Harry, you know, catches that ball for Neville and everything. And yeah, the remember all. The remember. But I can't remember what I've forgotten. Poor Neville. No, and then God, I say we're gonna skip Neville's ahead again, sweetheart. a little bit. Quite quite a ways actually. I want to get to where. Their first like flying and the first Quidditch match. Mm. Harry's like the seeker for the first yeah. time. There are scenes in this where I'm like, hey, not bad. But then there are other scenes where I'm like, yeah, yeah this is where it's one of the parts where it's aged the most. But like, I really, it's just a fun mm. game. You know, the idea of like fa- flying on brooms like that. Yeah, is like really cool, but also like horribly dangerous. Oh yeah. Like how do they? How is a school like? Are there waivers they have to sign? Or well, I mean, I guess if you can magically fix things, yeah, not... you can magically fix things. It sounds like to an extent, to like a big degree. It sounds like like broken bones, and then you just have to like rest and recover. Yeah, aren't really that bad. See, this is a scene where I, I was getting the second one confused. I thought Harry broke his arm in this one, but no, that's mm. the second movie. Yeah, that's the end. The second book. I do again want to go back though. The introductions, I think, of probably one of the best. Best characters probably have 
fan favorite too, but Snape and his potions lesson. Snape. I, that always, when you say it, like that always thinks of uh, Potter Puppet House. Snape. Snape. Severus Snape. Snape. <laughs> Snape. Snape. But, uh, <laughs> but I love that opening scene with Snape and the, when he's like kind of berating these children and <laughs> there's a really, really good cut scene in this where he goes and he sits down in front of Harry and like gives him the answer to every question that he asked. But there's this part where he goes by Hermione because you know how Hermione has her hand up the whole time. He goes by her and goes, put your hand down, silly girl. <laughs> Dude, uh, Alan Rickman. Oh, he great. just, the way he delivers every single line, like in five points, he's your one classmate's those, cheek. You're like, oh my God. He's like one of those actors that I think he has such like a distinctive like voice and like yeah. look that it's hard to like see him in other roles, but he plays other roles so no, freaking he does. well. Really like does. such a versatile actor with like when he doesn't seem like he'd be that versatile, yeah. like he really is. And that's yeah. what I really like about him. Kind of like well, what's his name? Jim Carrey. See, I think that's a weird comparison to me because I feel like it it's, is weird. It's, I feel but like I'm Jim Carrey is like, always Jim Carrey. Right. Well so yeah, like and it's not necessarily like that with Alan Rickman. Well, because Alan Rickman's kind of Alan Rickman. But yes, I guess so. Yeah. That that's what I'm kind of trying to get at. Is that like he but he does a good job and like the he does very, he put yeah. In. Like there's that one Jim Carrey movie, which I think we should actually watch sometime for the podcast. Oh my gosh. I know I just keep hitting my mic over here. No, I forget what it's called. But it's like it's one where it's like Truman it's kind of sad. So uh, Truman Show? Huh? The no. Truman Show? No. No. It's like a two thousand mid two thousands movie. Yes, man. Not yes, man. He's like trying to forget memories with this girl. Oh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Yeah, yeah. I really like that movie. That's interesting that you really like that. That's movie. like a really good movie, in my opinion. Anyways, that's 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 surprising to me. I, I, feel, I feel like that's a movie you wouldn't like. Laura and I like it a lot together. Yeah, it's a good movie. It's a sweet um, movie. Anyways, so let me look at my notes here. Yeah, look at my notes. Right, we're going the sorting. We can't skip past the sorting, but the sorting is. It's good. Sort of I like good. how it proves, I think, right away. And I eat it's funny because everybody's always like, oh, I've sorted into this house. But like it really goes to show that you kind of get to choose. Yeah. And like, it makes me think that when you put on, there's a weird time dilation. That's something that's always a running yeah, theme like in the talking Rock and collection. Mind. Yeah, it's like that whole scene where Harry's like, not oh, Slytherin. It's like happening like that. You know, because everyone else was like, hmm, Hufflepuff. Mm, Slytherin, you know, right. and then Harry's like, why? Why does Harry get like six minutes? I like also the the order that they're calling these kids up. They're like, do this weird order. It's like Malfoy, it's Hermione, and then it's Harry, and you're like, what? What? You're not alphabetical. It's not even. I. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. No, so <laughs> I like how it doesn't even touch Malfoy's head, and he's like, Slytherin. Well, because <laughs> it lightly his, brushes like his perfect hair, given his dad, very slightly. You know I mean? Yeah. So. We're going to jump ahead a little, little bit here yet again to like the changing staircases. Why cool. in the world are there staircases that can take you to a floor you're not supposed to go to that just kind of, yep, here you go. And it's like you can't do anything. You're like, you well, can't do anything about it. I guess you just the wait for this floor. You just wait for the stairs to change, I guess. Or I guess so. You just go back down, but then you can't go where you're trying. Like, seems really inefficient. It does seem But maybe you can kind of will it with your mind. Well, and. Yeah, that is. There's a lot of things. Of course. Of course. 
this is a, this is a story for children. Great classic story. But like Hogwarts, geez, you talked about it with Quidditch. Like the liability. Oh my god, yeah. Like what if a kid like just slips and falls? Or what if like a staircase shifts and whoop, fall all the way down? <laughs> like Yeah. Whoop. Like, I'm sorry, what if it's not our main three characters that find Fluffy, but it's some other, like, unexpected kid that's just like... Vroom. Yeah, I love how they find Fluffy, and then they're trying... Because they're trying to ro- run away from Filch. And you're like, why Filch. is Filch there, actually? It's because it's Forbidden Floor. I know, but so is he just there all the yeah, time? Yeah, he's, like, watching the Forbidden Floor, make sure no one goes I down. I thought he had to, like, patrol the whole entire castle, you know, which seems really they have, like, those. They have, like, the motion sensor flames that come up, though, <laughs> which is pretty cool. They obviously go out, because when <sighs> Filch is walking down, they come back on again. Mm. So I, you know, they first meet Fluffy, and then I think that's when they figure out it's Hagrid's pet, or because Hagrid is just horrible about giving; he like gives things away. Yeah, I shouldn't have said that. And this is also we're getting to the point to where Ron is like making fun of Hermione, and Hermione like pushes past them. Yeah, and like, oh, what's what's going on with her? And then they're eating, and they can't find her, which. Is such a true to form little kid thing to do. Dude, kids are jerks. Kids are jerks, and I I totally see that happening. I think what's really cute about this movie is there you can see lots of times. I notice this especially with Harry, I guess Daniel Radcliffe. But Rupert Grant will say something or do something, and then Daniel Radcliffe is always like, "Oh yeah," he like will nod along, like as in very very perfect time, like. Ron will be like nod to him and it'll be like, oh yeah, like I should be nodding. Yeah. <laughs> it's really... And you're like, it's it's great though. Like it does feel genuine in a way. But oh, not very like... much so. Yeah. Because I can't imagine working with kids and trying to film a movie like that <laughs> would test your patience. Oh, I know. Uh and this is when there's a another classic line. Quirrell runs into the Great Hall and it's like, Troll in the dungeon. Everyone's like, oh, and he's like, like, to know. I like no. Yeah, he falls over. over, and then is unconscious. Well, Everyone's like, ah! let's too. Like you know, we have Coral, who's very unassuming this whole time, and you have the main villain of the story being Snape. It's weird watching this movie knowing the twist the whole time because I don't. I'm not ever going to be in that mindset where I'm wondering like, what's actually going on? You know what I mean? But yeah, it's still, yeah. it still is cool to know, and I don't think it takes away any of the tension at all. Because Snape is still just a douche to Harry. I mean, like, he hates him. Well, yeah, for good reason. In his mind. In his mind. <laughs> In his mind. So, yeah, and, God, I, I remember, like, figuring out, like, the reveal or whatever was, like, whoa. You right. know? Because, like... And it's a double woe, which I love. <laughs> it's I a always du- double woe. It is because I always love. We'll get, of course, get to it later. But I always love kids' stories that have like a little bit of a creepy darkness to them. That I think that's kind of required in a kid's story. To be honest, I I know that sounds weird, but like you look at like some of the best kids' stories out there, like this book, and it's like, dude, the guy has a face in the back of his head. That's horrifying. And especially, I think, even in the movie when Harry <laughs> disintegrates him. Also, for anyways. No, yeah, so... The troll. God, like, yeah. So, again, let's talk about the CG. CG is, like, fine, it's fine. here. But, it's like, it's just fine here. It's serviceable. Uh, but, like, this part, I think, is really well done, especially, like, kids interacting with CG Do like something. that. Anything. Like, I'll eventually list up the club and... But, like, it all, like, it's done... 
pretty well, and like the kids play like a good part. And I never have understood why they lie about why they were down there. Why didn't they just say, "Hey, we heard there was a troll, and we knew that Hermione was like not here at dinner, so we wanted to go save her." But instead, Hermione's like, "I went looking for the troll, and they came and helped me." And you're like, "Why? You guys could have not gotten in trouble." But then, I mean. If we want to talk about the weird punishments at Hogwarts, and their punishment is almost like more of a punishment and seems like a direct danger to their lives when they're like, oh yeah, you're going to go into the Forbidden Forest at night. By the way, Harry Malfoy, you're on a team together. See ya, Fang will keep you safe. And you're like, dude, what? We, 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 I thought you weren't supposed to go here. This yeah. is the punishment? This is the Forbidden <laughs> Forest. <laughs> this is the punishment? My for, punishment is going to the Forbidden Forest. So my punishment for seeking out this troll and <laughs> knocking it unconscious is then going into a forest with more dangerous stuff. I love... <laughs> to help Hagrid. <laughs> the Forbidden Forest is like such a cool yeah, part cool. of Hogwarts. But again, talk about the liability. I feel like if you were to sign like a waiver for a Hogwarts, it'd be like as big as your book. It's like a chunk. You know, like signature here and here and on the next 500 pages. Right. And, we, of course, we've been jumping around a lot. Yeah, I like but, jumping around. I noticed we were kind of going beat by beat in the beginning, and I was like, we got to stir it up. Yeah. We, we can't go beat by beat yet again. Yeah. I love, of course, the, the Christmas scene as well. It's really good. I love the, the repeated use. Of course, we'll get to like the trials later, but I like how you see... Um, Ron playing wizard's chess, and they like talk about it. Knight to e four. Was it five? Remember the idea like of wizard's chess was always super cool to me, and it kind of stuck with me playing like some like early chess games. Yeah. that were like really slow paced, but like the figures like moved. Like that one chess game we yeah, played. I know exactly what you're talking about. Where the castle like yeah. Like formed like into the Roku, the Roku or whatever, um, and the wizard seeing the wizard chest, I was like, oh, that's cool. One day we're gonna have that. That's awesome. But I, yeah, it's really cool. We, part. we still don't have that somehow. You know, speaking of forbidden places, there's lots of forbidden places in this school. There's the forbidden forest, the floor, and the library, which it's called the restricted section. But like, also, can you talk about? How cool it would be to go and just study in the restricted section. Like, I'm sure if you got in good with one of the teachers, you could. Oh, yeah. That, no, that's I'm my sure. thing with Hogwarts, too, is like the rules apply to you if you don't have good social skills. If you're able to get in with the teachers, you're good. I mean, isn't that kind of just like real life, though? Yeah, it is <laughs> just kind of like real life. <laughs> you kind of like, if you can make friends with the right people, you can kind of get away with it. But of course, I brought up Christmas earlier and jumped away from it because that's when Harry gets his invisibility cloak, which I love as a little floating head that always cracks me up. <laughs> Whoa! Your body's gone! Your body's gone! And he has his jumper and his first time he has presents. I have presents! <laughs> which, again... Tugs on your heartstrings. Yeah, man. it tugs on your heartstrings and you're also like, how is this... Because, you know, as you get older, Jack, like, our view of the world was very, you know, rose-tinted glasses, because, like, our family's so nice, our extended family is so nice. You get out into the world and you start meeting people who are just horrible people. Oh, and you start to learn. Douches. You start to learn, oh, they're horrible people because they weren't, not raised right, but they weren't raised without something. Like their parents were mean to them or they neglected them or they ignored them. And that's kind of how 
some of these like personality traits come out and like and so how is Harry like a sweet like a sweet, you know, fun child? How is he not like You know, Charlie, I wish I had a good answer for you, but I'm not a he, psychiatrist. I mean, so I don't know. He's surprised by the presence. Like he you know. Anyways. Just a sad little boy. Just wants to be loved. But they go, or Harry goes into the restricted section to look up Nicholas Flamel. Nicholas Flamel. Nicholas Flamel. The way they say that in the movie is great. Of course, Nicholas again, Flamel. Yeah, they throw in the cheeky little screaming book, which is horrifying as well. Yeah. Which I remember scaring me in the theater. <laughs> again, I love watching the behind the scenes of this with uh, Christopher Columbus, who directed it. Christopher he, Columbus? Chris Columbus. He talks about... Christopher. He talks about how... He kind of like threw in, do that? threw in some things to scare kids, like the screaming book, which Dude, it did work because I do remember that scaring me in the theater. Like I man remember after that being, my own heart. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of Yoan Vazquez, who did yeah, Larry Sim and stuff. Like who just has like some freaky stuff in there, but like it's a kid show. Yeah. Like there's a whole episode of Invader Zim. It's a guy who did Invader Zim, by the way. Yeah, who there's this whole episode where Zim's harvesting organs from kids. And it's like actually it's so, horrifying. It's so good though. But it's really good. <laughs> but it's it's free. It's like yeah. I kind of appreciate that though. I do it's, too. it's kind of a little nod to like, hey, for the adults watching, here's a little Yeah. Like we know this is like a kid's thing. This will get the kids. Give you a little bit of not like a laugh, but a little huh. Yeah. Nice. But Jack, tell me about these uh these three trials that the kids go on. Because of course, as we get through the course of the story, they realize that they think Snape is trying to get the the Sorcerer's Stone or the Philosopher's Stone, which let's go let's go actually hit on that first, Jack. What do you prefer? Do you prefer sorcerers or do you prefer philosopher's stone? Which is what's your preferred? Um, I like in my mind. Because uh, then I mean for us over here in America, it's you know, the sorcerer's stone. See, I like the sorcerer's stone just like associating it with Harry Potter. Because I know the Philosopher's Stone is, like, a real-world thing, you know, quote-unquote. Well, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> like, there, for me, there's, like, the distinction between the two. Yeah. And so that's why I kind of like Sorcerer's Stone, just for mm. the sake of it being, like, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, because yeah. we, we already have a Philosopher's Stone. Know what I'm saying? I like Philosopher's Stone. Of course you would, because yeah. Jack's always wrong. I think I like it because it's different, because it's not the one I had, and so it sounds a little bit more... Yeah, I just like the implication of it. I understand why they changed it too. It's a, it's a weird change. Like out of everything they could have changed, that. But, of course, Jack, they have these three trials because at this point they kind of think that oh, Snape's behind it. He's trying to get the stone. You know, we have to go get it before he does because he's going to give it to you know who because they basically encounter you know who in the Forbidden Fortress drinking unicorn's blood. Very that cool. like silver very, mercury very scene, which a very good scene, very creepy. Again, they do very a lot with very little, just the swooping kind of like, and then you get the centaur that comes in. God, what's his name? I don't remember his name. I don't. I'm only thinking of centaurs from Narnia right now. It kind of scares him when he's like, "Oh, there are bees in this forest that are feeding on unicorns that give you a half life, half life, something like that." Half you know? blood, half man, half life. Half beast. Anyways, let's skip ahead back to the trials. Skip ahead and back. Skip ahead and back and forward to the side. One hop yeah. this time. 
So they kind of have to go back through and they have to go through the trials. And the first one is Fluffy. They kind of get an easy pass on that one. Which didn't, because Hagrid told them, like, music, music puts them to sleep. Yeah. Right. He's like, I so, shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't, yeah, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. I shouldn't have told you. And you're like, okay, Hagrid, will stop saying things then. Just shut up every once in a while. Hagrid, okay. you're not. Uh, what a nice man, but how are you responsible for watching over children in a forest with things that are killing unicorns? Yeah, and like you send these children off alone. Let's oh, just... I know. So, and, but like the music stops playing as soon as they're about to jump in. Yeah. And I like that part because like, ah! Yeah, and they have good. to jump through. Um, and they land on these weird vines, which... Devil's snare. Devil's snare. Devil's snare. I have like a few issues with this that I'll talk about. Because <laughs> why? Because you know, Ron and Harry are like, ah, yeah, and Hermione's just like, this is Devil's snare. Just relax; it'll only kill you faster. Yeah. And then I guess she just knows you're gonna sink through it. She doesn't. If you relax, it'll let you go. Why didn't she open with that? Instead, she's <laughs> like, hey, it'll just kill you like more slowly if you don't. If you just chill, you know. Yeah. Poor Ron, just like. <laughs> and uh, but immediately, can we talk about how Harry just is the master of Zen and just like <laughs> boom, just gets, goes from like thinking he's gonna die to yeah. absolute yeah yeah, and then whoop gets sucked through and he's like Harry. That's a, that's a good point, yeah, because they t- keep telling him to calm down, but they don't tell him why he needs to calm down. But yeah, and then she's like a devil snare uh, hates. There's some rhyme. The sun devil snare hates the sun and lights it up. That part's cool. But I was like, why didn't they just, why didn't she just say, hey, relax, it'll let you go. Just calm down. It won't kill you. Just relax. Instead, she just says, it won't kill you faster. You can say that, but do you imagine Ron would have relaxed even if he had heard that? She she says, it'll kill you, it will kill you faster if you start, you know, squirming. And he's like, oh, kill me, kill me. And you're like, just, right. Hermione's like, intuitive yeah maybe not emotionally though she is a child you know before we jump over to the second task uh let's let's talk third. about yeah it's the third task we talk about the mvp neville when they sneak out to go to go do this how he's like i won't let you go and head to our house i'll fight you and then just paralyze dude i love neville's it, great like when he paralyzes him, I hope it's like a numbing spell too, because dude, that kid is smacks the back of his head, yeah, and like that he, would he's give like you bleeding out, <laughs> like paralyzed. It's growing cold, and you guys are expelled for the death of a <laughs> for the unprovoked paralyzation. I knew you would return, Harry says Uncle Vernon, after you murdered the student <laughs> in his school, <laughs> who's actually your cousin. No. I li- I do like the whole side story that it's revealed later that uh, Neville could yeah. have just been the prophecy. Yeah, yeah. I love that little twist. Well, that's it's like it. for un- that's, a later. Yeah, that's a that's a way later topic. Um, so they hop down to the next one. Yeah, which, which is, is the, the keys, the winged keys, and I love this part. I like how Ron's like, "Can you imagine Snape if Snape could have done this?" And it <laughs> is funny to picture somebody else doing this. That like isn't children, like someone like. It is searching for the one key. It is funny that each of the tasks just I mean, and of course this is again, I think what's so satisfying about this book is that it has these very clear, like, oh hey, Harry's good at the broom. Hermione knows a lot of stuff. Oh, hey, guess what? 
I wonder what the next task is. I wonder what you've seen Ron doing. And this this scene is so I love. So yeah, so after they get the right key, yeah. they go through the door and all that kind of stuff. Which, God, thank God they just found the right key. Because, like, there's a lot of them in there. Well, Harry's also, a those, seeker, so he's able to pick yeah, it out. Yeah, and those keys, too. I mean, those keys could, like, murder you. Well, that's, like, almost what they do, right? Yeah, They, like, creepy. stick in the door? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> like your machine gun. Um, so, yeah, oh, this so next they go into the next arguably one. Arguably one of my and favorites. And it's this giant chessboard, oh, so and Ron's like, oh, we have to beat, you it's know. so cool, too. And yeah, so they basically there's claim pieces missing pieces. that they had to step in for. Ron hops in the back of the night, and so Ron's like, hmm, you know, like controlling everything. I love like I like the reveal of how dangerous it is when like the, they're like smashing each other apart. I love how yeah, Kung draws a sword. Yeah, it's, it's really it's really cool. I was like, dude, that's like so cool. It is really cool. Like it's one of the coolest things in. Yeah. In a movie, it's just like a living chess set like that. Oh. I like how Ron has like the sacrifice because he knows like if they go for this, yeah. then Harry's how you play chess. Like that's just how. Yeah, you, like you you basically make a choice. Oh. In a, I love that part where you know he gets he gets hit and he's like, "Don't move! You can't move!" You know, his sacrifice would have been in vain. I also really like when Ron gets knocked over on his horse. I don't know why this sticks out to me. You can tell me if it sticks out to you, but he like falls on the ground and like a piece of porcelain like nicks him in the cheek and it looks pretty real like it's like yeah i'd like to i'm actually gonna google that if that was real so i'm going to but, google that you know of course harry goes up to the, the king and checkmate and of course i love the music and the dropping of the sword and then they go over and hermione's like oh harry it has to be you you have to go on and so harry goes on towards the end as he does and yeah it's Hold revealed on. while filming the part where Ron is attacked by the queen and falls to the ground, Rupert Grant actually got hurt. If you look closely enough, a rock can be seen hitting his cheek right after he collapses. I Thankfully, noticed that. The injury e- was minor. I noticed that yeah. every single time. I mean, <laughs> an injury. I mean, it's like a mild yeah, abrasion. It's, it's a little scratch. <laughs> he got a jugular cut and they just let him <laughs> bleed out on the floor. <laughs> Don't move! <laughs> They're like rushing medics onto the scene. <laughs> But what I really, really, what I really like about this last part I've alluded to is how creepy it is. Go in there and you discover quickly it's not Snape, but it's in fact Quirrell. Quirrell. And he is uh, playing host to Voldemort. And you learn that the mirror... Which you learn later about why it does this, but of course the mirror of Era said, which is of course desire spelled backwards, yada yada, all that fun stuff, which shows you what you want. Era said, and if only if you really wanted the stone and you wanted to protect it, but not use it for yourself, could you actually get it? Which seems like a, actually a really good lock for a lot of things, but then they never use anything like that again, which is fine. But they, you know, quarrels here with Voldemort because Voldemort needs the stone to come back, and. I love how Harry tries to run away and the fire encircles the whole thing and he's like, kill him! And he's like, yeah! Yeah, and he jumps forward and then he touches him and his hand starts yeah. disintegrating. And he's like, what's happening to me? Which, it's real creepy. I And I like how, and maybe this is where, you know, Harry's abuse comes out a little bit, but he goes right for the man's face. Like pushing he's, him away. Yeah, he's like, yeah! Like touches him in the face. And his whole face just disintegrates. And it's like, I mean... Yes, it's a bad guy, but, like, man, Harry, like, did... I mean, I guess Harry didn't murder somebody. Well, no, because I think at that point, like, Quirrell, like, sacrificed his body for Voldemort. Yeah. So, like, Voldemort... It was Voldemort's body at that point. 
I'm trying to think of a good comparison. <sighs> like Voldemort was like the parasite in control. Yeah, yeah. essentially. Um, which is like I always like wonder like what Quirrell was like. I don't know if there's like a lot of detail prior to him getting involved involved with Voldemort. I don't know. Like I it think feels like innately evil for if he was tricked. I want to say he like finds Voldemort. I don't. You know, it's funny. I'm remember. sure we could be corrected on this. I want to say he like goes looking for Voldemort, or he finds him, and Voldemort either persuades him or forcefully kind of takes over because he returns from like an expedition like that. Yes. That's what happened. Like for, you were from Romania. No, I don't remember. Quite. There's a lot of yeah. Because at this point, Voldemort's just in like a weird soul form. Yeah, and like so after he disintegrates Quirrell, he like. Voldemort's soul, like, like passes. I like Harry. how close they got this Voldemort because they had no idea what they would have Voldemort look like in the fourth movie. I like how they do look kind of similar. Yeah, like it's really interesting. Smooth features, yeah, and like not quite human, but yeah, pretty human. Uh, yeah, like I think that. Give me the stone. Give me the stone. So, so, so good. Again, like. Uh, while I'm sure there are plenty of critiques about this movie, like just watching it's, it through I, again, it's like so solid. I was I, like, man, this is just like a fun movie to watch. I really like great. it. Pacing's fantastic. The music is always carrying you through. I mean, it's very charming. It's serious when it needs to be. You get, you get a little tension in well, there. Well, because like Harry looks in the mirror and sees his parents, yeah. right? And you're like, Oh, yeah, I know, because that's what he really wants. Puts his the hand on the shoulder yeah. or whatever. And Ron, of course, sees himself. I'm head boy. <laughs> I look good. <laughs> I look good. He's so, so good. And Rupert Grant is such a treasure. I recently watched the show called Servant on Apple TV. Mm-hmm. That has like an older, an older, obviously, but has an adult Rupert Grant in it. Is He's really good in that, too. Oh, really? Yeah, so it's been fun to like go back and forth and see him, of course, as, you know, Harry Potter and... Mm-hmm. It's crazy to me. Like, it's still crazy to me that like you have those three actors who seem to have kind of turned into like interesting, fine people. Like they didn't go off the deep end. Yeah, or... like at first I remember Rupert Grant growing up and he I was like, I don't know what's going on with him. But like just fine. Yeah, like, I don't know if Emma Watson's fine. Yeah. Dan Radcliffe is like it's fine. What I like about it is like Daniel Radcliffe got famous enough to where he can literally just be like, do I want to do that movie? No. Do I want to do that movie? Yes. Because he just does a lot of weird stuff, which I love. Like, oh, yeah. He, he's been in some weird yeah. movies. But, but, of course, when you get to the ending, the the house cup, which I think they kind of drop in the other movies. Can we say how rigged the points are? Because <laughs> Dumbledore's like, hey, um, <laughs> yeah. I like Gryffindor the most. Um, And they're like, hey, but what house are you in, <laughs> Dumbledore? <laughs> I'm for bravery. Yeah, and you're like, excuse 5, me. 5,000 points. No other student in the entire school at once was like, hey, for helping your student on like a yeah, math nobody else. Problem. Everybody else in this school just has had a normal last year. It's just those three. You, I always tell, I always tell um, Kate this, but I'm like, yeah, I think you have to picture it like one of two ways, right? You picture that every kid in Hogwarts is off having their own misadventures, which I think is fun. Or you picture that it's just those that group of the just Harry, Ron, and Hermione that are having all the adventures. <laughs> so, but yeah, because you would think that like somebody else would have helped somebody with everything going on. I mean, yeah, but yeah, it's so it very much okay. I've been playing Mario Party with Kate as well, and nice. at the end you get bonus stars, 
And sometimes it feels like they're just like, here you go. And I'm like, and that's kind of what it feels like. It's like they're warding the house cup. They're like, oh, but by the way, since you landed on enough green squares. Oh, hey, just so you know, 50 points for these three students. And then 50 points is like a lot of points. Yeah, it's like they're getting 5, 10. I yeah, mean, 5 points for Neville. And you're like, okay, cool. For standing up in the face of his friends, which is hotter than your enemies. Which, I mean, that's... Five sh- points. Yeah. And for Harry showing bravery, 10,000 points. And you're like, yo. Yeah, it, it it's very rigged. Because, I mean, I know Dumbledore is the headmaster. And I think, what, McGonagall is the head of um, Gryffindor's house. But, Gryffindor, like, we. Dumbledore was a Gryffindor, right? Like, it's not like... I, I think he, he had to have been. I mean, that's kind of like... If, How do you get the job of headmaster? I guess you sign up for it. You just sign up for it. You just apply. Yeah, because later on, the ministry, well, I guess that's the ministry of magic kind of interferes later on with that role. Yeah. So when government steps in a bit too much. Right. That's, I mean, that's actually what that whole part is. But I mean, that basically wraps it up. And of course, I mentioned it right at the beginning, but Harry has that little sweet line, you know, I'm not leaving. Not really. It's just a, it's an adorable line. And the music swells. Yeah. And, so this. The movies are great, and I really enjoyed it. I like kind of jumping around and picking parts. I hope you guys enjoyed us jumping around too, as well. I mean, it's just a little bit of a breakaway, but I felt like for that more natural flow, yeah, it kind of felt it felt good to kind of jump around and pick out the parts that really stuck out to us. Yeah, and it's that's what's good about this movie is, you know, I would keep jumping ahead because I was so excited to talk about this part or this part, but then I'd be like, oh man, but I skipped past this part, which yeah, I really exactly. like. So, like, I do think, like, if you guys have the ability, like, going back and watching this movie is, is great. Like, very much. It even, holds even up the very scene well. where Hagrid's, like, just dragging the big old tree across, like, the snow, mm-hmm. like, the snowy yard. You're like, man, that's so, it's just, it's just really good. There's a lot of, like, good scenes in the movie that just kind of make it a nice yeah. package. So. And what a way, I mean, what a good adaptation of a book. I mean, it's, I think, one of the very, very rare occasions where you have a book and a movie that are both equally as good. It would be interesting to, because the books aren't that long, the first two aren't that long. So no, that's what I was saying. Like, I haven't read the first book. It would be interesting to read the first one and see how well it stacks up. I don't think I've read the first book since I first read it, which was when I was in elementary school. Which, spoilers, I don't think we're going to be doing Harry Potter after Narnia. No. Um, I kind of would like little bit of a side tangent now, but we're kind of, for the most part, finished with the Harry Potter conversation. Try, is there anything else you'd like to add? No, I don't think so. I think any of everybody out there, if you'd like us to do these other movies, of course, the other movies are a fair game for all these episodes. Or, of course, if you're like, I can't believe you did Harry Potter because of it, we won't do another one. But I, I've i been watching the movies recently, and I was like, you know what? These were like huge parts for childhood. Still are. Very formative. I know there's baggage with them now. Fantastic Beast. Whatever it is. But like, you still can't ignore these like fundamental parts of your childhood. It's kind of like going back and not giving Disney a chance because they were insensitive with Peter Pan or, and it's true they were, but you have to look at, Hey, when was this come out? When was this made? Was it their intention to be hateful? I don't think so, but Hey, guess what? And I think about this, even as a creative who is writing my own story, here we go. Okay. Harry Potter isn't just J.K. Rowling's anymore. It's everybody's. Yeah, and so I'm of, sorry. Like, it's not just hers. It became a part of the cultural zeitgeist. It, it's very much so. Like, very, it's, and it's just, it's crazy to me how impactful it is. And was. I mean, 
Jeez, it inspired it, all kinds of stuff, man. I mean, like, I don't think huge. There's that one series that came out, Percy Jackson. Remember that one? Oh, I mean, yeah. Like, I don't think have, that would have been around if it wasn't for Harry Potter. I don't. I mean, think, Harry Potter, like, I feel like, especially for our generation, really kickstarted our generation's like, oh, hey, we're getting into like these young adult novels, and I mean, I think of like Hunger Games. I think of like all of these series that kind of follow, not in the footsteps, but were able to be there because Harry Potter kind of paved that path forward, right? Like you have, hey, we're reading this in elementary school. Hey, you're getting older and the books are aging with you, which was really, really cool. Yeah, that's something that's hard to capture again. Yeah, and you, I mean, for like me now, that I'll never have anything like that again. Like, it's crazy. Well, not necessarily. Well, you know, but like... But like, there's a certain magic for sure. Right. I mean, are they going to write a book about, hey... This is the 30th book in the series because you're well, 30. Well, it would be interesting, though, to write. It would be, I'm sure there's a book out there, but like a book about someone who's like in like their mid 20s and it kind of follows their story as they kind of, I don't know, do what to make it like interesting, mm-hmm. you know? But yeah, so I, again, I enjoyed this movie a lot. It was so much fun to watch it. I kind of watched it initially. Then, like I said, we had to go to the hospital, which mm-hmm. I should have said this at the top, but I want to bring up a few little updates. Yeah, please um, do. After this episode, uh, Try and I will be recording back again uh, via like Discord. Back again. Um, mainly because I want to be home with Laura almost as, not 24-7 because I got to work, but as much as I can be because while she is scheduled for the 13th, anything can happen any day. So I would like to be home as much as I possibly can. Um, so there's that. So like nothing will really change. Maybe the audio might change a little bit, but it should pretty much be the exact same. Yeah. Um, I, I have a way I want to try to record this next one. We'll see if it works out. Oh, yeah. Um, so there's that. Other than that, we should still be able to get episodes out. Um, yeah. I uh, mean, I to yeah. be honest with all of you out there, they might be a little spotty. I mean, with Jack getting ready to have a kid, with work being hectic and busy for me, I mean, we're just going to have a lot going on. Yeah. And so if the episodes don't come out regularly, hey, you know, no sweat. We'll always come back. And we'll always let you know. I don't think we let you know that this one was going to be late. So, I mean, whatever. Yeah, and that was, that was our bad. Just, like, we just had a really busy past two weeks, basically. Like, after the Animal Crossing episode, it was nonstop work for Charlie. And it was oh, yeah. just, like, oh, yeah. appointments and all that kind of stuff for, for right. Laura. And then, you know, work's been busy. And so... But hey, I mean, that's that's life. It's, it's life, man. It's life. It's life. But, hey, you know what? This, Jack, it was really good to get together and record this. It was good. I, I had a good time. I think it was a sure. good last one to kind of like wrap up, you know, at least, I mean, at least for what? Month, month and a half, however long it is. Maybe, I don't know. It might it might be, we might record remotely till the end of the year, depending on what our schedules are like. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens for sure. And also, it's just going to be an update how Laura's doing because yeah. we're both going to be exhausted those first couple weeks. So we'll have to wait and see how, how things yeah. play out. But I'm excited. Yeah. Very excited, actually. Well, Jack, I think... Is there anything else? That is all that is in this episode of Rector Collection. The I think plate has been cleared. The oven has been turned off. The dishes are going in the dishwasher. Oh, and here comes Michael. We're, we're going to cut the episode, but he's coming out from the dungeon to deliver us some mail, I think. so. Is he delivering us some mail? I, I hope so. You know, I've had this Hopefully idea. he doesn't have, like, a knife or something. I've had this idea for a long time. It takes Michael a long time to come up here, so don't, you probably won't hear him. But I've had this idea for a long time of doing a mailbag because, you know, we always say, hey, 
respond to us. We always complain. Oh, nobody's ever said anything. But we have stacks upon stacks of mail that slipped through different interdimensional spaces. And I've like wanted to read some of those. I usually read a lot of them and I'll kind of get consumed for like weeks at a time reading these. Maybe I should have like a solo episode where I just read out some of these letters. Yeah. Something like cool. that. That'd be interesting. But yeah. everyone out there, you heard about our Patreon. If you love what we do, hey, just give us a follow. Tell your friends about us. Give us a follow. Thank you so much. And I hope that you're having a good night. Hey, I hope you have a good morning. And last thing I want to say is, who else is doing a podcast episodes over like what we're doing? I'm just going to say it right now. I'm, I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. This is like a drama-free podcast. A lot of people are doing, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people do pop culture-y, movie. Oh, come on. But in the way we do it. <laughs> See, man. Right. Come, no, no, just give, was give this, us, give us Was this, this worth ruining my outro? Where I say, have a good night or have a good morning. Maybe you're having a good drive to work. Whatever it is. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, was it worth it messing that up? All right, see you guys later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>